I think living with Logan, to be honest, was a huge mental growth moment for mm-hmm. me because the way he thinks is just so much different. And being around a successful person with that energy rubs off on you. Yeah. And you start to realize, wow, like this is possible. Yeah. Like this dude's doing it. The way he thinks is like, you think he's fucking crazy. Like I remember he used to say in the mirror every morning, we could blame it on another bad season. Welcome into the podcast. Another episode of a one man show. We got me. We got me. And we got Big Bear Lake. Oh, and uh, if you if you look back far enough, right right at the top of that mountain, Adelia is sitting right up there. Unfortunately, we couldn't get a cord long enough to reach her mic, but she is there, in fact, um, providing some really valid input on at, at least just the uh, the melt of the glaciers up there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll check in with her to see how things are back there. We thought it'd be cool, guys. We uh, we escaped LA this weekend, mm-hmm. and. We just wanted to get out of there and get out of the nonsense and slow down. So we came up to Big Bear Lake. My family has a, a place here. Not my immediate family, my cousins. So don't worry. We're not airbnb We're keeping it in the family. Keeping it in the family, fam. And it's quarantine. We've been s- stuck in our apartments, bored. And the crazy thing is we came up here to Big Bear. Dude, life's normal. It's chilling. Everybody's just super chill up here. Bro, it literally says there's signs that say optional face masks like we're walking in there all guarded up and like gloves and everything we're just like hey they're like oh you don't have to wear those if you don't want to yeah it's it's super laid back back here comparatively to la where everyone you can't even go into a store if you don't have a, no. a face mask on you literally get kicked out uh how, do, how have you felt about this weekend honestly great man i i you know i was born and raised in washington state and this just kind of feels like home to me yeah you know being but you out, hated it i see i hated i hated living in a small town okay um but being in the wilderness being in the forest and being outside outdoors feels peaceful uh, it just feels calm it feels like you get the refresh and the restart that you don't get in la there's always this like you have to have pace there's energy I and feel, i love that yeah LA, but i also you know it's nice to get this moment I feel like in LA, if you're not doing something, at least me personally, I feel like I'm someone's beating me. Yeah, somebody's judging you 100%. Yeah, or they're just like I don't have days where I just sit back and relax. <coughs> Voice crack. <coughs> you know, so coming out here and it's crazy. We were only here for like a day and a half, two days. Bro. We're just wrapping up. We're about to head home. It felt like a week, bro. 100%. Uh, we we did so much in the two days that we were here though. What was yeah. your favorite part of being here? I think the bonfire yeah. Just like, I don't know what it is. It reminds me of home, just sitting back next to a fire. We lit up a cigar. I uh, had the taste in my mouth for the whole time I was here, which, yeah. which I hate, but. Sipped on some whiskey. It felt like I didn't have a worry in the world. And we were joking about, like, this is the place you go to have all your problems disappear. Yeah. And it genuinely felt like that. It was like, damn, I don't really have any responsibilities right now. I'm enjoying myself. And I think it's important to take vacations. Mm-hmm. Um, which is something I haven't done in forever. Are you a vacationer? Not really. No, I get I get a, actually anxiety about taking vacations because I feel like I'm gonna miss out on something. Fear, like yeah, Fear that's that's me too. Oh god, we got some terrible winds Jesus coming Christ. in. Jesus Christ! Hide your kids. Hide your wife because it's windy out here. Um, yeah. If you guys hear a little ruffle, that's we're in the we're <laughs> high we're elevation in the wilderness. <laughs> um, Bear with us. Yeah, I feel that too when I travel. I hate living out of a suitcase. And I, I know a lot of people have fear of missing out when they don't go out. I have fear of missing out on opportunities. Yep. I used to not go on vacations because I was like, oh, what if I get an audition and I'm not here? Yeah. Um, and that would happen all the time. I mean, I'm not going on as many auditions, but. Bro, every time I schedule a vacation, 
I book something. <laughs> as soon, so I started like scheduling things just to book something. <laughs> That's a good idea. You manifest it. Like I'm gonna um, Yo, so in YouTuber news, did you see Lance 210 got engaged? Yeah. I, okay, tell me tell me if you felt this as well, but when I saw the post, I thought it was a prank. Me too, right? It sucks because it's a genuine moment, moment mm-hmm. and like I've had Lance on the podcast and we got deep uh, into our talk and such a nice guy. Yeah. Like but he's caught up in like the prank scene. Yeah. And clickbait. well yeah, the clickbait and when yeah. I saw it, I was like, "Oh my god, this dude pranked his girlfriend which sucks because like you want to go there and see this genuine moment which obviously you get to see mm-hmm. but on first thought you're like oh here we go again lance with a clickbait yeah um but so happy for him got ourselves a motorcycle coming in the background yeah we got dirt bikers coming in hot what if he just launches off this ramp? dude straight crashes in between us it's so sick up here you guys hear that Dude's just straight shredding. Travis Pastrana. Mobbing through here. What's up, Trav? Um, but super happy for Lance. He yeah. was dating her for like five months and got married, so he must be hella in Engaged. love. Engaged. Not married yet. Or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, Do you have any plans of getting married or engaged anytime soon? You know, we talked about this. I don't know, man. I'm I'm very good at observing my family. Yeah. <laughs> Marriage, it seems cool, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> but go on. But I always like... Everyone, when they get married, they're like, always say, yo, don't get fucking married, bro. Literally. Why yeah. do they say that? It's like a blessing and a curse, I feel like. I, I, I don't know. I get this mixed vibe. Like, I, if I ever get married, it'll probably be in, like, my 50s or 60s, honestly. At that point, it's just, like, for somebody else's comfort, not really. To mine. not die alone? Not even, necessarily. I don't mind that as much. I, I think it's more like people get married so young because they have their own FOMO of like not having kids, not having mm. this white picket fence life that they don't realize that they've got time, you know? And right. there's, there's so much life to be lived. Like we we don't have kids. We could literally we literally just picked up one day and we're like, "Hey, we're coming out to Yeah, go to last Big Bear. minute. Um you can't do that when you have kids. No, you can't. You know, you got to get a nanny, you got to plan all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um you know, my brother actually, he's getting married. His wedding got postponed. <laughs> and well, I don't even know what the situation is, but Basically, the place where he, he had to put down a security deposit for, like, yeah. the wedding. And then the coronavirus happened. And they're like, yo, we can't have the wedding. Right. And this place is trying to, like, say, fuck you. We're taking your security deposit. Stop. And they're like, dude, what the fuck? Like, that's, that's literally such... an act of God. You yeah. can't do anything about it. You can't do anything about it. So they're dealing with that whole situation right now. Do you think that people want to have, like, extravagant weddings? I've always thought about this. Like, why not just get married with your family to show other people that... Like, what is the point of a wedding? Yo, it's a brag. It's a brag to other people. For sure it is. In this day and age, in my opinion. Totally. It's, a, it's for the Instagram post now. I mean, but they've been doing that for hundreds of years. Like, whoever had the biggest wedding won right. royalty and all such. But I think... I don't know. I, I pref- if I was to get married right now, I would just totally elope. I would not... I would invite, like, my parents and some, like, very close friends. Would I be there? And that's it. No, fuck no. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd be up on the best man be like, you know what? There was this one day, you know, Pearson came downstairs, butt cheek naked. Yep. Random hooker. Yep, yep. <laughs> I'm like, Mark, 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 no, no, no. <laughs> Your wife's like, uh, the, 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 her dad's like, nice, so bro. uncomfortable. Fuck yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> um, I think that me personally, I know my parents are listening. I don't want to get married in a church. I want it to be in some dope location. Yeah. Small, remote. But like top just of a mountain, like top this. of a mountain, whatever yeah. Malibu. I don't know. 
I don't know. Sorry, Dad. Sorry, we'll have sorry, to have Dad. that talk. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. Yeah, for sure. Um, Do you have anybody you're talking to right now that has potential? No, no chance. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see marriage happening to me. I mean, I did write a song called No Love in L.A. You should go stream it. But I don't think I'll find my wife in Reminds LA. me of a memory that I had. About a bad season? About a bad season. <laughs> go stream all those songs right now. I just don't think the one for me is in L.A. It's, it's tough because I always I like I like LA's pace. I yeah. like the people in LA, how they're goal oriented and they're, they are fast paced and they have a vision. I don't know. I honestly don't know what I want when it comes to a relationship. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big issue for me. I just want to live my life right now. And I think that, that, that this first year living alone, no girlfriend, no roommate, no nothing was the first true year of my life where I grew. Yeah. And I was like, damn, I lived this year for me. Absolutely. And I didn't I feel like I didn't do that th- my whole life because you know, you got college, you're going to school, you're not really living the life you want to live. Your time's always filled with everybody else's. Yes. And then, you know, I moved out here and I was working jobs. Um and then I got in a relationship and it was just like I never was like solely focused on me. Yeah. And it feels good to finally be in that position. Um so I'm super happy with Oh, we got a dirt biker. There he is. Yeah, That's there he is. Maybe we should ask him to come on the podcast. Might as well. Come join in. Just cruise right through this. Cruise right through. What if he just went right through That would have been so dope. <laughs> Such funny. What's um, your favorite part and least favorite part about LA, and what did you learn from both of those things? My least favorite part is that, that friendships do come and go because, you know, people are moving to LA for themselves mm-hmm. and for their careers. It's not really a place where you're going to settle down yeah um so that kind of sucks and then my favorite part is that part everyone's on the hustle they believe in themselves the mentality well there's a b the mentality is so much different uh mentally obviously i just fucking said the mentality is so much different different mentally mentally. (laughs) um they believe in themselves and i feel like it's hard to believe in yourself when you're in a small town when people don't think big no and everyone in la thinks big how much shit did you get when you left your town I, I got, like, the mockery, the sarcastic, like, oh, Mr. L.A., like, mm. let me know when, or let don't forget when us. Back. Don't, don't forget us when you're famous, like, this stuff, and, and like, the the lack of belief. Yeah. But then when it, when I, you know, started to make a name for myself, people were chill, obviously. Yeah. I was voted most likely to be on a reality TV show by my high school, so that kind of coming true. Your yeah. Own reality TV show. Um. What about you? What's the biggest shift in Moses Lake to L.A.? And why do you like L.A. and hate Moses Lake? (laughs) Uh, Just to be clear for everybody that's from Moses Lake, I don't hate Moses Lake. I just hate the lack of opportunity and the feeling of being trapped. I think that comes from a lot of small towns is you will only succeed to become the manager of that one store to maybe run the farm or to like this is the that's the ceiling. Right. You know, and you literally peak right there. You marry your high school sweetheart and find out 20 years later that you only married her because she was the hottest girl in school and you have four kids and you guys get a divorce a few years later it's just like i I never understood that mentality of i don't want to go out and experience life and the world and we've discovered so much and we've unlocked so much potential for the entire world to discover right but we just stay in our small towns i have Mm -hmm. a friend that has literally never been outside of the state uh my brother hasn't been out of the country neither of them Wow. My parents in, in quite some time. What a missed opportunity. But, I mean, it, it's it's about life and what you want, right? Yeah. He wants that life. He wants to have a family. And we got in this argument about, you know, my life is, in a sense, selfish. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I'm doing what I want to do, yeah. not what my family wants. Me. Obviously, my family would love for me to be in Ohio. How much do they benefit from your success, though? Everybody benefits from a, the yeah. rising tide brings up all ships. And it, so it, you, I mean, you pre, you create auxiliary benefits from your. I mean, I send them things when like a company reaches out and, sure. you know, I don't obviously I don't have a lot of I don't I have everything I need. So like when a company reaches out, I'll just send them like Bose headphones or the Bose frames or yeah. shoes, whatever. Send it to my family. I, I do that. I give my dad a motorcycle. Like, I have cool opportunities to do that and make his life happier. And I think, I mean, obviously my parents, if I'm happy, they're happy. So yeah. I would much rather be in L.A. and happy and than miserable. Not to say I would be miserable in Ohio. I think about it sometimes. Like, coming up here, it's very, it's a slow life. Yeah. And it's it's less pressure on myself. Yeah. I feel like I have to do less, which is nice. Do but you feel like you lose your edge when you come up to places like this or it refines the edge when you get back to L.A.? It excites me to work harder, Yeah. especially going home. I don't know so much about this. I actually really enjoyed this, to be honest. Yeah. Usually I can't wait to get back from uh, Ohio. Right. I think this is the perfect amount of time for me. I, I can't really spend more than like two or three days in a quote-unquote vacation setting. Like I love my job. I really do. Mm -hmm. I love working. I love filming. I love being on set. I love vlogging it's just like anything right. to do that's productive i that's that makes me happy i feel like i would really enjoy i've never in my life just gone somewhere by myself really yeah just oh man just picked up and leave by myself i always go with people because i yeah. do like to be around people i'm wondering how this trip would have been if i was just literally by myself bro it's great you do that the so i backpacked through europe for two and a half weeks started in london went to Scotland, and then flew to uh, Iceland. Um, and the first three days were absolute miserable. They're so miserable because I've, you, know, you have this like detox of being able to talk to somebody or catch up with them because you're on totally different schedules, um, checking your social media to have the FOMO moments. And then, right. uh, but after the third day, it was like I got fully submersed in loving myself I don't, it, there's no better way to describe it than that but like <laughs> you you just learn to care about yourself better and like appreciate the things that you wanted or needed on that journey and it's healing it's really nice how do you not feel lonely in those situations you by just, yourself like you, what you is do. it you do you definitely do um and there's a lot of moments that you're like fuck i wish there was somebody here i could share this with take the picture and then share it with somebody later but it, it isn't always necessarily about the group environment as much as it is about f expanding your life in those moments. Do you think that growth, I mean, I would say actually growth comes from being alone. That's why I've felt most growth this year. Yeah. What would you, where would you say the most growth has come in your, hold on, hold for oh, a motorcycle. Hello? Mom? One more? Hello? Yeah. Where would you say the most growth from your life has come? In what years? Because you're what, 28? Yeah. I would say the biggest growth moments for me was the first time I moved out completely on my own. That was a huge step. And then when I became financially successful, which was like, I don't know, more than just paying my bills and scraping by, when I say financially successful, like I could actually make investments. Um, I think those were the two biggest growth stages in my life because they, I literally had to shift my mind to adapt with the change. 
you cannot stay the same once those major changes happen in your life. Otherwise, you revert back to that old thing. Um, I, yeah, I, those are my biggest growth moments, and I'm way better because of it. What, what about you? I think college was a huge step up. I think that prepared me for adulthood, actually. Yeah. Um, just the fact, and I think anybody that goes to college should try to live on campus and not at home and commute if they have that opportunity. Mm-hmm. I know not everybody is financially off to do that, but it just prepares you to be an adult. You know, you got to do your laundry. You got to go to the grocery store. Yeah. You got to do the dishes. And when you're stuck in that home environment and mom and dad still do that for you. Taking all those things for granted. You're up for a rude awakening oh, yeah. when you go and live by yourself. Like, you're like, fuck, man. Like, I got to buy laundry detergent. I got to buy cleaner. I got to yeah. buy dish stuff. You don't realize how much your parents do yeah. as adults when you're a kid. Um, so that, that was a huge growth moment. I think being in LA has this whole year has been a huge growth moment. I think, uh, I think living with Logan, to be honest, was a huge mental growth moment for me because the way he thinks is just so much different and being around a successful person with that energy rubs off on you and you start to realize, wow, like this is possible. Yeah. Like this dude's doing it. The way he thinks is like, you think he's fucking crazy. Like I remember he used to say in the mirror every morning I was sleeping in the closet on the air mattress and he would wake up and go in the mirror and say, I will be the biggest entertainer in the world to himself in the mirror 10 times. And I was like, this dude's a fucking lunatic. Yeah. Like what is he saying? You know, fast forward two, three years, biggest vlogger on the freaking thing. Right. Uh, just like that mentality of like, wow, he's do and, and the fact now that I see things and I'm like, that's crazy that that person's thinking that way. It's like, I want to think crazy yeah. and people think you're crazy when you say stuff, but then you do it. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, holy fuck. Like that dude has a crazy mindset. It's the crazy people that change the world. Literally. Look um, at Elon Musk. Everybody said he was nuts when he started making SpaceX and Tesla and all these different companies, but he keeps winning. It's the crazy people that make the biggest impact on the world. Yeah, and I try to have these conversations with the people around me and up their spirits and let them, you know, believe in themselves. Um, What do you think that is? And this is a spiritual versus scientific question, right? Do you think that it's Logan put the energy out there and the universe responded? Or do you think that it's Logan uh, spoke that to himself so he became more confident over time and subconsciously kept moving in those directions every every time it's like one of those it's those things that girls do a lot affirmations yeah. they like write notes and like read them yeah. he, d- he did that kind of stuff you know he had it written up on the wall i will be the biggest entertainer so i think he just spoke it into existence mm-hmm. he also has crazy work ethic yeah and he's very competitive until he achieves you know his thing his whatever he whatever he sets his mind to he's going to yeah. be the best at it uh unless he's fighting he <laughs> <laughs> Um, Sorry, but you know bro. what I'm saying? He gives it his all 110% all the time. And I even have people reaching out to me because we get up 530 for stonks. Stonks. Which I got clapped this past week. Yeah. Long term, though. Yeah. Long term, good. Um, I got people DMing me like, dude, what are you waking up so early for during this quarantine? Like, how? How are you doing it? And I was like, dude, I, I don't know. You have to have purpose. You yeah. have to have a reason to wake up. You have to find your why. Why? Why am I waking up every day? Why am I living life every day? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people haven't figured that out yet. It, you know, I don't know if I have, you know, my purpose comes and goes and, and what I want. A lot of people don't know what they want and they don't really sit back and think about it. Yeah. They just get comfortable and let life happen, yeah. which is totally fine. 
Um, well, I think it is fine until you're 40 and have a midlife crisis. Exactly. I think people need to start, really sit down, reflect, and be like, what is it that I want in life? What makes me happy? Let me write that down. These are the things that make me happy. How can I do this for the rest of my life? Yeah. Um, and, it, and whether it be, oh, okay, I like filming videos. Yeah. I like hanging out with friends. Mm-hmm. I like uh, helping people. I like reading. Okay, what job can I do that does that? I mean, obviously, that's my job. But like, right. Um, really write down what makes you happy and try to succeed do it yeah. you know and, and it's gonna take some blood sweat and tears i know when i was doing shit i was working full-time for logan i was doing ariana grande behind the scenes i was working for jay-z's app title mm-hmm. and in my free time i was doing the vlogs i was doing the skits so it's like you gotta sacrifice the netflix at night you gotta sacrifice your favorite tv shows that you tune into weekly mm-hmm. you gotta sacrifice playing those video games with your friends you gotta sacrifice not going to the bonfire where you're all your friends are yep. to focus on your dream if you really want to achieve it yeah. and that energy rubs off on people and they see that you're committed and they're like damn that's fucking dope yeah i remember a girl asked me to hang out and i obviously i really wanted to hang out with her yeah and i was like nah bro i fucking i know i gotta work i, I shouldn't do this right now yeah. so i texted her i was like look I'm sorry to cancel on you, but I really got to get this done. Um, and she was like, I fucking, I respect that. I love that. That's attractive. You know, when you're focused on your dreams and your visions. Okay. Random side trail since we're on the mountains. Since we're on the trails. Since we're on the trails up in the mountains. Thoughts on Sasquatch. Will we find him? <laughs> I, fe- <laughs> I feared running into a bear up here. Yeah. Because Pearson sent me a video of a guy that got mauled by a bear. <sighs> Yo, if you're not, if you haven't seen that yet, there's this guy who literally got his face swiped off by a bear, and he's still alive, but he killed the bear. Like I do not recommend watching the video. <laughs> yeah, don't. Yeah, never, never mind. It's, it's very thing. graphic. Yeah. Uh, he lived. I don't know, man. We watched a movie last night. We got a red box. Yeah. Which is crazy. I haven't done that since Ohio. Yeah. Seriously. There's no Wi-Fi up here. My my cousins don't have Wi-Fi, so we had to rent a movie. Mm-hmm. Felt like I was in 2000. Seriously. Fuck back at Blockbuster. Um, and they were on, it was the Kristen Stewart movie. They're on the bottom of the ocean. All these random ass species are down there. Underwater. Underwater. I think there's so many things we haven't discovered yet. Like, what if there's animals living in the core? Like, what if there's a whole hollow world underneath us? <laughs> I thought about that. That'd be really interesting. I mean, the science wouldn't make any sense, but it's pretty dope to think that there's the possibilities of our understanding are kind of endless. We constantly upgrade our knowledge based on the environment around us and you know for a long the longest time we didn't think that anything could survive like past 120 degrees fahrenheit right and then you go to the bottom of the ocean you see these like 300 degree 400 degree vents volcanic vents and you've got this all these like the sea life living around it not only living but thriving around it so our understanding changes all the time i think it's definitely possible that there's a lot more life out there that we don't understand that we think wasn't possible before but could have existed. Do I think we'll find Bigfoot? Mm. Sasquatch? Sasquatch, Same Bigfoot. Thing. The Yeti. <sighs> I, I, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe he's like a really old Neanderthal <laughs> human dude. Just really hairy. Just fucking went out. Living his life out in the woods. Who knows, man? Yeah. That'd be crazy. That'd be nuts, though. We played catchphrase last night. Oh, yeah. Super fucking fun. We killed it. I like that we didn't really do much on our phones this weekend. Obviously, mm-hmm. we took photos and whatnot. And yeah. Vlogged. We just chilled, man. It was nice. What was your favorite moment? 
I think my favorite moment was actually when we were up here yesterday looking at the sunset. Dude. This I'll put a clip right now. Yeah. That sunset is unreal. You cannot beat that. When right. you're sitting on top of a mountain, you've got the snow in the background, you've got just the it makes you feel how vast and great the world is. Right. That's why we wanted to come up here and do the podcast before we went back. Yeah. Um, and it's crazy, too. Like, we, we came up here to get away, and we end up working, you know? <laughs> but it's still like a, a getaway work or workcation. You know, I like workations. Got this log going so far up my ass right now. Dude, my butt cheeks are hurting like crazy. <laughs> what? Okay. What's one thing that you would, you're going to take back with you from this trip to push you? What's something that you've learned from the trip? To chill out on myself. Mm-hmm. To not put so much pressure on myself. To not try so hard. I think back in the day when I was vlogging, I wasn't trying, dude. I was mm-hmm. just living life, having fun. Yeah. And then I, I started to try too hard. And I think it, it caught up with me. And I was like, I got to be the, this video's got to be the best. It's got to do the best. I'm just going to make what I want to make. Have fun with it. Yeah. Chill. Do what I want to do. Not care about other people's opinions. You know, I got the car wrapped. Pearson doesn't like the color I chose, but the creamy beige. But it doesn't matter, man, because it's my car. It is your car, and By I drive way, it every day. It shouldn't matter what I think. At the end of right. the day, like we do care about what our friends think, but at the end of the day, it should only matter that you love it. Right. Because I drive it every day. Exactly. And I fucking like it. Okay. And you didn't get that nasty ass gray color that looks like a toy car. Yeah, he, he didn't want me to get the Nardo, Nardo Gray. It's crap. He said it looks like a, uh, a toy car. Toy car. It's trash. Um, you know, it's funny. Not mm. funny, but what was really inspiring, actually, from this trip was this morning. I woke up, and I went outside on the front porch, and Pearson's sitting there with his headphones in, his AirPod Pros, <laughs> listening to Interstellar soundtrack, reading a book by Neil deGrasse Tyson. And I go over to this kid's house all the time. He's got all these books sitting out. This dude reads more than anyone I know. <laughs> and he's always posting in the morning, like, motivational quotes from this book he reads. Yeah. Why do you enjoy reading so much? Because I think that's a lost art. I, I like reading. I, you know, it's weird. I don't necessarily like reading. But I love what I gain from it. The knowledge and the value that it puts into my life. Um, I, I feel like it's a great way to start your day and to ease into it. Because, you know, I have to take sleeping pills because of insomnia. So it takes me a minute to get going in the mornings. And rather than going straight into a run, I'll drink my coffee, read a book, and it allows my body to wake up and my mind to get moving. And then I feel like I've accomplished something on top of that and I've learned something new. And to me, a lot of my life is spent asking a lot of questions. Mm. I always want to know why. Um, and so a lot of times the books that I read answer a lot of my questions of like, why is the universe the way that it is? Why is the, why, why do the trees grow the way that they do? What, what, you know, what is going on? And I feel like I can answer more of my questions in life, the more that I learn and the more knowledge that I gain. Do you ever read, uh, fiction? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. I, uh, there was a, um, one of the first fiction books that I read that I couldn't stop reading was called run baby run. It was about this guy who was in the Mau Mau's back in the day. It was, it was sounds ridiculous, but it was a crazy gang. It, was, it would be the equivalent of like the Bloods versus the Crips. Okay. The guy <laughs> we was have a, these two bandanas on our mics. <laughs> <Literally>. <laughs> um, he was a beast. He was an absolute insane gang member. And then like his life got changed. He uh, quote unquote got saved by a Christian pastor, and his he turned his life around. Now I don't know if I agree with all the concepts in the book, but right. it was a really incredible book. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, I read, I, I read. Wait, no, that was a nonfiction again. Oh, it was a true story. That was a true story. Whoa. Oh. Uh, yeah, I have read nonfiction. <laughs> There's something else I read, but Interstellar. God, I'd love to read that if that was a book. Yeah. What's your favorite book that you've ever read? I mean, I've said it a million times. Really? The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. It's kind of the only book I've read in the last five years. <laughs> I mean, I read other self-help books, yeah. but it really spoke to me. And it was in... A, I used to never read uh, books like that. I would just read fiction. Yeah. Fake, you know, because that's what you read in high school, like Fahrenheit 451, all those yeah. kind of things. In Cold Blood. Mm-hmm. Um, I read all those books. Catcher in the Rye. Catcher in the Rye. But you never read books that help you. Or change life, the, change yeah. your life or change your perspective on things. I read the uh, "You're a Badass" book. Mm-hmm. That was one kind of like the subtle art of not right. giving a fuck. Is it, it just changed your perspective on life and why do we care so much about dumb shit? You have to want to change to read those books. Absolutely, you, you're not. They're not going to change you. You have to want to change. Yeah. And you can't. I, I can't say, hey guys, go read this book. It'll change your life. Unless you like, if you're not, if you don't, if you're not happy. You want to change, read the book, think different. I always catch myself nowadays, I was negative for the for a couple of days, and I'm like, God, I got to stop, bro. Yeah. Got to get this, stop negativity, be positive. How do you stop negativity in people around you? you? I don't know. You separate yourself from them or call them out. Yeah. What do you do if they don't want to change? Get them out of your life. If you don't want to be around that energy, bro, I'm always an advocate of like, get out of it bro yeah like if someone's draining you i know so many people that just complain about their friends it's like dude either tell them what it is or just stop being friends with them yeah everyone's such a pussy when it comes to like being in a miserable relationship we're all victim to it and not breaking up with the person you just like suffer 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 and every time you're with your friends you're bitching and moaning about your girl or your guy you know he does this this it's like your friends it, it takes a toll on their relationship yeah and uh, it's you become, t- you become that negative weight that just shows up to the group and the whole vibe changes. shifts. I think it's, yeah, I applaud George when he was dealing with me and Kylie because he was listening to uh, both of our, you know, problems. Yeah. <laughs> it fucking ruined our friendship at that time. Yeah. Uh, he was always like, I got to get out of the house and shit because it's too much. It's bad vibes, bro. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. It's a lot. It's a lot of weight to, to carry into a room. It's hard. You know what I realize? Huh. And everyone is like, "You fall in love." Yeah, dude, it's so easy to fall out of love. Oh yeah, that you're can hurting in like for like one a day, dude. You're hurting for a month. Yeah, I can't live without this person. And then one day a switch just flips. Yo, we talked about this earlier. <laughs> yeah, where it was. Uh, everybody, I hate that phrase. I can't live without this person. Yeah, but literally, you lived your entire life without that person. Mm-hmm. Granted, in those few moments that you had sex or that you got excited about them or you thought how pretty they were, life goes on. Yeah. It, the world keeps spinning. I think it, uh, it's definitely, you can't find happiness in someone else. Nope. You have to be happy. They have to be happy. You have to come together and be happy together. You can't, like, say I'm sad and I think that buying a puppy is going to make me happy. That you can't. That's not the reason to buy the puppy. Yeah. You should buy the puppy because you're happy in life, and you're like, "Damn, bro, I want to share my excitement with a puppy." <laughs> not like, "Oh, I'm sad. I want to mope around all day and cut. I want someone to love me, so I'm gonna go get Oof. a fucking dog." It's like those people that have kids to make their lives better in their right. marriage successful. They, they have a reason to live now. Yeah, it's bullshit. I hate that. 
They think awful. that it's going to save the relationship or save the marriage. You just pass that shit on to that kid. Negativity. Bad vibes. Awful. You have to have to do things for the right reasons, not for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, fuck, I was going somewhere with this, and I forget what I was going to say. What do you think about uh, the fact that we're opening up back the economy? Like, we're slowly opening stores back up. Ba- there was, what, bars open in Arizona. Yeah, Tyler. People were hanging out. Tyler's filming right now. He... Said his friend had like a shift till midnight at like a bar in Arizona or some shit. That's wild. And we're still in LA, like can't do shit. Can't do anything. Um, I mean, I think it's good. We talked about it last week. I don't know. I don't. Maybe I'm insensitive about it. I just, you know, I'm not at the front lines of it, so I don't know what it's like. I don't know what war's like. Yeah. Um. So I don't. I can't speak for everybody that's actually dealing with it. Mm Um. I'm in a fortunate circumstance. We got a biker coming through. How you doing, man? Great. Just filming a podcast. <laughs> you know how it is. Hell yeah. It's crushing Absolutely. it. See, this um, guy's out hustling. Yeah, see? People just out biking. He's living his life. I love that. I don't live my life in fear. Mm-hmm. I know that I have a strong immune system, right? And mm-hmm. I'm, not, it's not, I'm not going out, you know. We're not intentionally I'm not do- exposing ourselves yeah. to anything that's ridiculous. Right, I'm not going out. We didn't go out like those people It was the beach protests were like spit in my mouth cough yeah. in my face yeah that shit's wild that's stupid. i'm doing things that i'm allowed to do i wouldn't do that in general let yeah. alone during a pandemic you wouldn't spit in my mouth no well i'd spit in your <laughs> mouth i got you bro um i'm excited that it's opening back up did you ever have a girl tell you to spit in her, spit in her mouth yeah one yeah. time she's married now <laughs> <laughs> poor, poor husband uh, i hope she listens to this podcast no chance I remember the first time a girl told me to do that. I literally stopped everything that I was doing, and I was like, "What? What do you mean?" <laughs> She's like, "Spit in my mouth." I was like, "No." You didn't do it? No, I did. Uh, Eventually, she just like I was like, "But why would I do that?" She was like, "If I have to explain it, you won't. It, just shut up and do it." I, I don't like, know okay. if there's an explanation. You can't really explain it. There's like you clearly have enough saliva for other things, <laughs> but it's just like the act of doing something dirty. Ew, bro! <laughs> I hate that. That's the worst thing ever. <laughs> I'm checking on my notes to see. What else Yo, actually, I want to talk about this one thing. Okay. I got fucking clapped this week. Okay. For what I called teaching Adelia a lesson. Okay. Let's, let's hear about this. So in my vlog, I everybody knows I like my white vans. They're ruined right now, but this is an old pair that's they're the, ruined. They're the pair that got uh, Coca-Cola spilled yeah, on them. Yeah, exactly. Pepper. Dr. Pepper. So I said, I was saying in my vlog, nothing, picks, nothing makes me mad. And Adelia, as a joke, obviously, threw Dr. Pepper on me, and it ruined my white vans, which, obviously, she knew that would make me mad. Yeah. Great for the bit. Um, Pissed me off, because I just bought them. And the lesson that I was trying to teach, and a lot of people were saying, like, don't talk down on her. Uh, She's not a child, this, this, and that. A lot of people don't understand... I don't even know if I want to go into this. They don't see what goes on behind the scenes, you know? Yeah. Like, I am helping out Adelia a lot. Yeah. You know, I'm editing her videos. I hooked her up with the channel. Like, I'm changing her life. Gave her 60,000 followers. Yeah. I'm changing her life. I'm giving her a job when she doesn't have a job. Yep. And she's making, she's now financially successful on YouTube. Yes. Making, now off of your edits and your coaching and my work. Everything. Doing everything, right? Mm-hmm. Gave her my camera. Like, I help her. I tell her how to structure a vlog. And yeah. I'm show- I showed her how to edit. She's finally editing. 
And to be fair to Adelia, she's doing yes. really well. She's yeah. killing it. I'm this not is talking not, shit. We're not talking shit. This is just like, this is what it takes to learn that quickly and to become that quickly successful. Right. So to me, it's like, okay, when someone does that for you, I don't have to. Right. It's a, like a little, resp- she, she does look to me for guidance. Right. Mm-hmm. She looks to me to, like, it's, it's like the Logan. Like how many questions do you get a day? Uh, hundreds. Yeah. It's like the Logan Paul situation where I was like, damn, this dude thinks different. Yeah. I think different than Adelia. Right. And I'm trying to bring her to that thinking level. Yeah. And people see it as talking down, and it's not talking down. It's just like I'm trying to. She's, get, she's literally asking to learn things. Yes, she's asking to learn things. So the situation, in my eyes, and I don't know, I, I respected that she did it. Right. The frustration, or and, and I wasn't frustrated after she actually paid for me. Uh, the, the lesson I was trying to teach is people have to be willing to uh, suffer the consequences. the consequences. Yep. So, for me, personally, obviously a pair of shoes is $55 for fans. It's not that big of a deal. No. But for someone who just lost their job and is on unemployment, mm-hmm. I know that that, is a, a, that's, that was an expensive Gag. Dr. Pepper. Yeah. So I was like, okay, am I supposed to have someone ruin something of mine and then I pay for it because right. they ruined it as a joke. Yeah. Or should they pay for what they ruined? And right. I know that that, you know, after off camera, she was like, damn, I just, I'm $65 poor. Yeah. She said that. And I didn't put that in the vlog and stuff. And it's like, I know that hurt her. Yeah. So obviously I paid her back, but it was like the lesson was you have to be willing to suffer the consequences. Yes, you can ruin my shoes as long as you pay me, pay me new ones. Right. But I knew it hurt her. If you break it, you buy it. It's such a simple rule yeah. of life. And I got clapped. Yeah. People were coming at me, bro. Yeah. I, I see. I understand why they're coming at you because they're like, oh, yeah, you shouldn't be teaching her that stuff. They I, don't understand the relationship. Yeah. You really you, you guys really don't understand the dynamic that is actually in place. Um, it's it is literally a it's like big brother. Yeah. You're, we've literally become Adelia's big brother. Oh, we got more bikers coming up. We got some some motorcyclers. Adelia's FaceTiming right now. What's up, bro? Coming in hot. Coming in hot. Crush it, bro. Fucking get that skitty skid. Skid's good. Um, skirt, skirt. Yeah, no, it it really is a big brother. It's a mentorship. You've right. brought somebody in under a mentorship accessibility to you, where she literally comes and stays at your house. You edit. You showed her how to edit. You showed her how to use all this equipment. You gave her a camera. You've given her literally thousands of dollars. It's on my training. computer. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you do. You are literally the. Le- you are the leader. You are yeah. the mentor. You are the teacher. You are the coach. Literally, what your job is is to teach her about everything inside of this lifestyle. Yeah. So, yeah. And people don't understand that. Right. You only think, what you guys are missing is that you think we're all just friends. A lot of times, they're, like, Mark's teaching me a lot of stuff about vlogging. I, I'm just an actor. I make movies. Like, that's, mm-hmm. that's my job. I didn't know nearly as much about vlogging until Mark and I started working on them together. Right. Like, so he was still, in a lot of ways, and still is, my teacher on certain things, where you... You come in and you're like, oh, you can't do this, but you should do this. And it's like, it's not an equal thing. No. A teacher is more intelligent. You are. On the craft. Yeah. You know? Like, like you'll call me and be like, bro, that's trash. And I'll be <laughs> like, all right, I'll, how do I change it? And Pearson, Pearson could cr- critique anything on my acting. Yeah. And I'd be like, yes, you're a fucking successful actor. Right. You've booked many jobs. We've put in our 10,000 yes. hours of work. So it's like, if you look, and, and Adelia asks me questions all the time, all the time, guys, all the time. So I'm her teacher. So I am, I'm not talking down to her. I'm coaching. She's looking up to me. Yeah, <laughs> like, literally. So I don't know. I just, I just wanted to give my perspective on that. And I, yeah. I feel like it was super frustrating. I feel like a lot of people don't understand the relationship. 
Yeah. A lot of coaching in my life, to be honest, and growth has come from Pearson. Yeah. He's way more intelligent. He's two years older than me. He's lived more life than me. He's had more experiences of adulthood. I look to him for guidance in certain situations. And when I handle situations, I'm like, hey, Pearson, how should I go about handling this? Mm -hmm. You guys don't see that. Like me personally, I'm very blunt and direct. Right. And I would be worse at handling things and make people, <laughs> people would think I'm a fucking asshole. I could say it to Pearson because right. he's like, yo, be straight with me. Yeah. But certain people, you can't say things a certain way mm -hmm. because they will feel bad. Think about how all of us can talk to our family. Like we're always, right. such, we're assholes to our family. But a total stranger, we're wildly kind to. Right. We don't know them. They could have murdered tough somebody love. a week ago for all we know. Yeah. And, but, you know, we're, we're dicks to our family, right? It's tough love. Yeah. So it's like, and that's what we talked about on that one episode. Why are we assholes to the people we care about most? It's because we want the best out of them. Yep. So I, I could sit here and be like, you know what? All right. Adelia, go do this on your own. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah, and then then I'm an asshole now too. Right, you know, because it's like it's a no win scenario. No win scenario. So no matter what I do, and no matter what you do, guys, you're always gonna be an asshole in someone's eyes. Someone could be like, "Dude, Pearson's the best," right. but I'm sure if I went up to one of his ex girlfriends, she'd be like, "Dude, fuck Pearson. Like, all he cares about is his craft. He doesn't want to get married. Like, sh she could have so many bad things to say yeah. about him." True. And but I mean, like, she wouldn't. But yeah, but I'm, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? It's all yeah. about perspective and how situations with a certain individual. They really reflect on who you are. Yeah, it's all about perspective. And I think, I think it is important to have an opinion, uh, to have thoughts that are individual to yourself. Right. Because that sets you apart from everybody else. And uh, what we were talking about earlier was that, you know, we, when you say something that is your thought or your thing, you get a lot of hate for it. But at the end of the day, if you're not ruffling some feathers, you're probably not doing it right. Right. You know, and it goes back to thinking different. OK, yeah. a lot of people are upset with me. Maybe I am wrong, but like this is how I handle situations, you yeah. know, and cool. Like, I'm sure you've never made a mistake in your life. <laughs> right. Yeah. I love I love the, the yeah. keyboard warriors that come out and they say a lot of shit. And I'm like, man, I would just love to, like, put you on blast and see what your life is like 24 seven. Yeah. I had one more thing that I wanted to say. Oh, yeah. And this goes back to the perspective thing. Right. I gave Pearson a camera. I helped out Pearson. I gave Adelia a camera. I'm helping out Adelia, editing, doing all this stuff. And then my other friend, I didn't give them a thing. And yeah. it's like, oh, I'm an asshole. Right. Because I helped out Pearson and I helped out Adelia, but yep. I didn't help out this person. And I had this talk with this person. And I was like, look, how am I the asshole? Because yeah. I'm not helping you? Yeah. What are you doing for me? Yeah. Like, I'm fucking busting my ass. I'm posting three vlogs a week. I'm posting a podcast. Yeah. I'm, I'm editing Adelia's vlogs now two times a week. She edits, you know, 80% of them, but I still have to sit there after I finish mine and do hers. Yep. I'm, I'm grinding, bro. Mm -hmm. I don't have time to edit three fucking people's videos a week. Yeah. You know, so it's like, no matter what you do, man, you can't make everyone happy. Well, I think it's also important to address the fact that this person wasn't adding to your life in general. Right. I mean, they add in their presence, but it was there was a lot of conversations that were very self-centered. Right. Um, and I think that's a, that's a big shift between me and Adelia and somebody else was that this person was constantly asking, well, Mark, what are you going to do for me? Mm -hmm. Well, Mark, why isn't that for me? Oh, I want that. Yeah. I, this is mine. I want this. Give that to me. Right. And there was no like, hey, Mark, I brought you this. Or, hey, Mark, let's go out and do something fun. Right. So I think that's an important, like, point to put inside of that perspective of, like, you would have totally helped that person had they just been more proactive in their own life. Right. 
You can't help any. Here's the thing, guys. You cannot help somebody that isn't already trying to help themselves proactively. 100%. That, I hate that. Also, a thing about me is I make executive decisions. I am the decision maker. Yeah. I think it says a lot about someone. Say you're in a group of friends and you guys are like, where do you guys want to eat? And everybody's like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm the person that makes the fucking decision. Yep. Let's get pizza. And everybody's like, okay. Yeah. You know, like, try to be that person. And if it's not, yep. like, if you're uncomfortable being that person, like, I think that's great. Yeah. Push yourself out of your comfort zone. Make those executive decisions. Mm-hmm. It says a lot about who you are if you're able to make the decisions. Absolutely. And sometimes, you know, you make bad decisions. And sometimes people don't like the decisions you make. But, like, I made a decision and you didn't. Yeah. You know, like at the end of the day, um, your life keeps going with or without them. hundred percent. And that's a very attractive quality, by the way. Absolutely. People might think you're a dick, but at the end of the day, there's more respect in that than there is anything else. And also we'll end on this. Uh, the type of person you are can be really shown on if you return your shopping cart in the mall or not. <laughs> After grocery shopping, if you're the person that leaves your shopping cart next to the other concrete, cars, other cars or puts it on the grass so it doesn't move and doesn't take it back to the rack. You're a fucking lazy ass. You're a piece of shit. Go put it back where you found it. Did it it hurt you to walk that extra 20 seconds? Bro, that says a lot about who you are. Next time you guys go to the grocery store, you damn better freaking put that shopping cart back. Goddamn right, boy. And if you don't, then you're a shitty person. You're a shitty person. Goddamn it. And on that note, we're going to drive back to L.A. where our problems will still exist. Uh, But this was refreshing. This is nice. We'll say uh, goodbye, Big Bear. Goodbye, Big Bear. I might be back next weekend, not going to lie. I probably won't. All right. (laughs) Farewell.